coming up, 93,000 Hyundai Tucson's with exploding engines, apparently. In other news, Jack the Ripper launches revolutionary knife-sharpening masterclass course. Hannibal Lecter places want ad for new dinner date. And Ted Bundy sues Australian rum distillery for trademark infringement and defamation. I'm John Cadogan from autoexpert.com.au and I get new cars cheap for buyers here in Australia. Website for that, obviously. Or you can just click the card that's up there, kind of, I don't know, now-ish. I was not going to comment on this, but then I saw this brilliant piece of, let's call it, journalism from Alana Mazzoni of that bastion of journalistic integrity that you might otherwise know as Daily Mail Shitsville. (laughs) And of course, I keep getting comments like this over and over. Hi John, love your work, but what is going on with the Hyundai Tucson recall of 93,000 units? Your silence is deafening! Terry, Tezza. Seven exclamation points. Seven. Hashtag respect. Dude, less is more, I'd suggest. And they're not emphasis points, mate. They denote exclamation, like shouting. So, unless you've just gone off your meds entertainingly and shouting seems like fun, simply use more emphatic language. Don't be lazy, dude. That's why we have so many words in the language, you know. Pro tip. Patiently waiting for Mr. Cadogan to post a video on the Hyundai Tucson recall. That's more like it, Luke. Thank you. No need to shout, dude. I'm all over it. It is very worrisome knowing that Hyundai has not still cleared issues with spontaneous combustion with their cars until now. It is worrisome indeed, like if you're a pile of hay or compost, whatever, you can experience spontaneous combustion. Or, I suppose, if you're that bush from the Bible, George W. Burning Bush I, I think he was called. I'd have to look that up, and who has time? Cars, however, do not typically spontaneously combust. I know they have fuel and or electrical fires. There's always an ignition source, in other words. And then there's the media, right? Adding fuel to the, uh, explosion. Hyundai urgently recalls nearly 100,000 cars in Australia over fears the engines could explode even when the vehicle is turned off. Explode in all caps. Such a nice, neat literary touch there, Daily Mail dudes. Pro tip. Cars typically don't explode. The term explode implies detonation, which involves a supersonic shockwave. Cars typically burn, right? They deflagrate, more technically, which is still rather serious, but orders of magnitude less dramatic. You know, like less likely to blow out the windows of every house for 400 metres all around or something. That fertiliser thing in Beirut that made the news all around the world last August, I think it was, that was an explosion, right? A detonation, not a deflagration. 
Plus, this recall has nothing to do with engines exploding. It's not an engine thing in any sense. Here are the facts, okay? But first, a disclaimer of sorts. I have no commercial relationship with Hyundai. If they had dropped their balls here, I would need them in that recently vacated space, enthusiastically, because, hey, that's always fun for you and me. I just don't think it's that warranted this time around, because the facts are, on the 4th of February, Hyundai Schittsville recalled 93,572 Tucsons because there's a potentially defective circuit board in the anti-lock brake system in the engine bay, which could cause an electrical fire, but probably not an explosion because, you know, physics. It would also be rather a neat trick for the circuit board in the ABS system to cause an engine to explode. Like, I'd want to see that. And therefore, you Daily Mail geniuses might like to recall your headline because the absence of social responsibility depicted therein might make a reasonable person's head explode. Inconveniently, this fire risk pertains even if the car is shut down because the circuit board is continuously energised, like a lot of systems in modern cars. For example, you know how the car always knows when to unlock after you press the remote? Well, that's because the locking system is continuously listening for the unlock signal from the remote. That's just how this stuff works. The vehicles in this recall were sold from the 1st of November 2014 to the 30th of November last year. So that's six years and one month inclusive and nearly 100,000 cars and no fires like not one have been linked to the potential defect here in Australia. So this is an example of extreme low probability but admittedly high consequence risk. Essentially, if you own one of these recalled Tucsons, you need to get the problem dealt with, but it's probably more dangerous just to go out and cross the street with your face in your phone. Despite this, however, Hyundai have urgently recalled 93,000 cars in Australia over fears the engines could explode. The ACCC issued the recall on Thursday on Hyundai Tucson models made between 2015 and 2021. That's a direct quote from Alana Mazzoni's Daily Mail story. It's actually about a quarter of the entire body copy, which totals six whole sentences. Yes, count them. So... Let's count the errors also, shall we? First up, Hyundai is a company, okay? Companies are singular entities. Therefore, it's Hyundai has, okay? Not Hyundai have. And this is like journalism 101. For a civilian, I could forgive that. But for a journo, not so much. Moving on, error number two. There's no fear at least no rational fear, that the engine could explode. Like, none, dude. There might be an engine bay fire. Number three, it's the ABS controller, not the engine. They're different things, okay? Profoundly different, as things stand. Alana probably doesn't have any technical training, so it might have been a fairly significant management fail to put a reporter such as her 
on a story such as this. So I'm not criticising her per se, it's just that whole square peg round hole thing. Number four, the ACCC did not issue the recall. Hyundai did that. Recalls are voluntary in Australia, and it's basically an honour system, okay? And it generally works extremely well. Companies issue recalls, and part of the process is that they submit them to the ACCC, which posts the recall as a recall notice on the product safety website so that the public can be friggin' informed. Companies put public safety above their own reputations when they do this. And that's kind of incredible when you think about the conduct of companies broadly and certainly car makers around the world. So they're swimming against the stream here. They're denting their reputations and putting safety first. And that's a plus for us, okay? The ACCC does, of course, have the power to compel companies to recall any product, but in fact, they rarely have to do this, right? And this one is a voluntary recall. Mandatory recalls tend to be much bigger deals, and they're almost always emblematic of a dispute between the company and the regulator, and this is not that. Error number five now. The date range and Error number six, the premise for those dates in the story is wrong. It was not as stated in the newspaper for vehicles made between 2015 and 2021. It was for vehicles sold between the 1st of November 2014 and the 30th of November 2020. How hard is it? So that's two lead sentences of a six-sentence story and five kind of critical errors. That's an achievement of sorts, but probably not the one that Alana Mazzoni's editors had hoped for. Is it any wonder why people get the wrong idea about this stuff and why trust in the media broadly appears to be at rock bottom? In fact, recalls are a good thing, right? Compared with the alternative, at least, which would be sweeping these problems under the friggin' rug and hoping only a small number of people ultimately die. Like, which would you prefer, okay? <sighs> Dude, and there are just so many recalls, right? Like, just this year, and we are, let's face it, only six weeks or so into it, Nissan recalled the current Leaf because it just might not go into park one day. Toyota recalled the current Yaris and Yaris Cross because the hybrid transmission might approximately go poopy in its trousers. And they were also recalled, these cars, because a sharp bracket in the seat structure might sever a seatbelt in the crash, right? in a crash. I think that was the centre rear seat. I'd have to do actual research once again, though. And as you know, I'm kind of disinclined to do that. Moving on, also this year, Bentley recalled the Continental GT convertible because risk of guillotine roof, basically. Long distance guillotine roof, which could be quite entertaining. Uh, Nissan recalled Infiniti Q70s. That's the brand Infiniti, not an infinity of Q70s, and this was because the drive shaft might just crack and detach. I mean, you've seen pole vaulting, right? It's a lot of fun. Mazda BT50s got recalled this year because the seatbelt pretensioner might not work. Fiat Ducato recalled because of a potentially dodgy steering knuckle. Mitsubishi ASX and Outlander recalled thanks to a potential parking brake defect. 
2020 BMW X5, X6 and X7 recalled because they might just lose their steering. Just like that. We had it here somewhere. On the same day, X5s, 3.5 and 7 series and some minis were recalled because the battery might catch fire. Or, I suppose, explode if you're reading about it in the Daily Mail. Because over there it's you know, essentially the same thing. But let's not forget, explode gets more clicks, dude. Also this year... Land Rover Discovery recalled because of a potential seatbelt defect. Range Rover Evoque also recalled because the seat fabric might burn a little bit too enthusiastically or explode for Daily Mail readers. Kona EV and hydrogen-powered Nexo recalled thanks to a potential software fault. Audi recalled Q7s, SQ7s and RS6s for a potentially defective crash sensor, which would be a big deal if you crash with a sensor in that state. I think you'd agree. agree. Jeep recalled 16,000 Grand Cherokees because of a potentially dodgy fuel pump relay. And on Monday this week, Nissan recalled a handful of 2020 Navaras because a front wheel might kind of fall off. The last recall of 2020 was also quite entertaining from a tall poppy perspective. Ferrari 812 Superfast. Apparently the rear window might not be glued in all that well and it might just, you know, fall out while the car is in motion. Or explode out if you prefer to conform with the Daily Mail editorial style guidelines. That's rather a lot of recalls, I'd suggest. And to Terry Martin, Mr. Deafening Silence from earlier with the exclamation point fetish, I'd say I've been deafeningly silent on all of those recalls too, dude, because there's no point, in my view at least, kicking car makers in the friggin' slats when they do the right thing. Recalls are precautionary measures that generally live in the domain of risk management, okay? These defects are not happening like a pandemic out there on the road. Like, you are not able to read the Daily Mail at night thanks to the illumination provided by all of those exploding Tucsons. That's kind of not how this works, okay? There are no Tucsons catching fire in Australia. There are no wheels falling off Navaras and no centre rear seatbelts severing themselves on baby Toyotas. And the highways, not apparently littered with shattered Ferrari rear glass, disappointingly. This Hyundai recall is seemingly a carbon copy of this recall, which the company issued in Australia on May the 8th of last year. And that time for about 69,000 i30s and 19,000 Elantras, and also this recall, which was issued on the same day for 9,000 Hyundai Santa Fe's. And some of those affected vehicles were 15 years old, the safety of which is still being treated as a priority. Hashtag respect. In the case of those Hyundai ABS circuit board recalls last year, and also this one that's the main subject of this report, the advice from the company was the same. Park the vehicle outside, away from flammable material, and contact the dealer for a free fix. But Hyundai also says it's okay to drive them 
all of which seems reasonable in the circumstances. As an engineer, my take on this is cars are complex machines, right? Safety-related defects are both serious and inevitable. Car makers do not deserve tarring and feathering when they prioritise your safety publicly, but I'd suggest if instead they try to cover up a defect and people die or get badly injured, well, that's kind of disgraceful, not to mention immoral and unethical and also worthy of universal opprobrium. My strong advice to you, therefore, is that if you ever buy a used vehicle, go out and do two things and do them like very soon after you acquire that vehicle. Go to the car maker's website and let them know that you own that car. Most car makers have an online portal for you to do this. You just put in your name and your address and the VIN code. Dead easy. The job's done. And then they can contact you if your car ever gets recalled. Otherwise, how are they going to know that you own it? Number two, lob at the dealership at least once a year, even if you do not get the car serviced there, and ask the service dudes if there are any outstanding recalls on your car or any service campaigns, which are essentially the same thing, only for non-safety-related defects and therefore not listed on the product safety website. In both cases, all of this work gets done at no cost to you. And the bottom line here is that recalls are good. Don't buy into the sensationalism in the mainstream media. Just deal with it. They're good. And don't hold your breath waiting for the first engine explosion on this one. 